Welcome to the Principal's Office Podcast, where we believe that the principal's job is the most interrupted job on the planet, and creating a clear and cohesive plan is the best way to improve your school. I'm your host, Dr. Tom Miller. I'm the founder of Leaders Building Leaders, and it's my goal each week to introduce you to new strategies and initiatives that are improving schools across the country. You're going to learn leadership principles that are going to help you accelerate your growth, build your teams, and execute on those goals so you can exceed those expectations of the communities that you aim to serve. If you want to learn more about what we do, you can go to our website at lbleaders.com. But for right now, enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Welcome, everybody. I'm really excited to have our expert, our latest expert, come and join us uh, today. And as I've always shared, you know, with you is that I only bring individuals in this Zoom room that I believe, right, uh, will impact you in a positive way because they've impacted me in a positive way. So every time I bring an expert, right, it's always my first, my first 15 seconds is this person is going to wow you, and uh, you may not be sure of how they're going to impact you yet but I guarantee that they will and their words and their message will. So uh, let me tell you about a little bit about our guest uh, today because she comes all the way from Ireland and it's, you know, dinner time about and she's got, you know, plans. So I want to make sure we get right to it. But uh, Joanne Hessian, you know, I met her. uh, She was part of my mastermind group, right? So a lot of you who are listening in, you know, to the replay or here live, you're, you know, uh, part of our mastermind group. And and so that's where I met her and this results high-end mastermind group and, you know, Joanne, um, you know, we were encouraged to reach out to everybody in the group, you know, one-on-one and, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not a people person. I like people, but I don't really, you know, I'm not that one-on-one guy. And, you know, Joanne reaches out and says, oh yeah, you're doing stuff in schools. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, well, why don't, you know, why don't we find some time to talk? I'm like, all right. So I'm driving, I think to Asheville, everybody. So it's a four hour drive. And I was like, well, I'm going to be on the road at five in the morning. And that kind of works for her uh, schedule. So I'm driving to Asheville and we're, you know, talking through Zoom, I think it was, which was crazy, right, to even think about it. And she asked me about what I'm doing in school. She goes, yeah, well, I'm kind of doing some stuff in schools too. I'm, um, she goes, I'm really trying to transform my country. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, you know, we're, you know, we're teaching values and leadership and, and I was like, well, we, we really need to make an impact. So, so yeah, so I'm, so I'm doing, you know, I just, you know, started a nonprofit after 25 years as a you know business owner to just make an impact. And, and I, I actually literally pulled over everybody I, because I just couldn't, I said, whoa, whoa, whoa you gotta go, you gotta back up. Like, tell me more about this. And so she she's gonna share her uh, story with you. But after I got off the call with her, I had a couple hours of drive and all I could think about is, are you doing enough? Like, like your dream isn't big enough. And I remember talking to you about this, uh, uh, you know, maybe at the next mastermind session, I was like, oh, you just got me, you just got me thinking, like, I thought I was making it, well, she's like, well, you are making an impact in her amazing accent, and I was like, I don't know, I don't think I have the vision that you have, and um, and so, you know, just this past year, she got to go up on stage at the, at the International mm-hmm. Maxwell Conference, and John talked about her, and, you know, told a story how she didn't have time for John Maxwell and the group to wait to transform her country. She just, she just, you know, started to do it herself. So the reason why I asked her to come and speak to you all is one, she has an amazing, uh, you know, an amazing story of personal trans, 
transformation. She's a, you know, she's a, she's a growth, right? She's really, she's a growth, you know, guru. Um, but her, you know, we're all trying to do something at our own schools and our own communities, but we don't always know how. Well, she has created a strategy that is working. And um, I wanted you to hear uh, what she has done because I see a lot of times, hey, what's a, what's a, a cheap and easy way to improve morale? She's going to share it with you. <laughs> and and it, it has nothing to do with gifts and it has nothing to do with uh, knowing somebody's favorite you know, color, um, except on maybe a, a relational level. So I'm going to stop talking and bring uh, Joanne Hessian in. And thank you so much for you know, taking your family time to be with us. And um, I'm just so proud to got to know you. I'm glad you reached out that day. And I and and um, I'm just I'm just honored. So thanks and and welcome to our our inner circle here at Joanne. Fantastic. Thank you, Tom, for that lovely introduction. And thank you all. Uh, lovely to, to see you, those listening to the recording and those of you that are here today as well. Um, so, look, it's, it's an absolute pleasure. I'll share anything with you. So what I'm hoping to do over the next little while that we have is that I will present a little bit on my journey and a little bit about Lyft and tell you what we're doing in Ireland to transform the country. Um, but I really want to leave time for questions so that you can ask me anything at all that you'd like. I'll give you anything that I have. So let me share with you, um, let me share with you my screen and I'm going to talk you through a couple of slides and just tell you a little bit about uh, my journey. So that's my co-founder that is uh, in the photo there, that is on the, the slide there, uh, Sonia, and my brother David is also involved too. So we're all involved in Lyft. But I'll tell you, I'll go back a little bit more because I'm 52. So I've got a lot of years behind me. So uh, I need to tell you a little bit. Look, I was mad about business. Uh, you know, I was always setting up things. That That's UCD. It's our top university here um, or one of our top universities. And it's where I went to. But even before UCD, I was I was always setting up businesses. I, I was that kid in school that was selling jewelry. It was rubbish jewelry, but I managed to sell it to people and make a few cents and pence, uh, make a little bit of money so that it would pay my way as I went along. So I was always setting up in businesses. I set up a cleaning business when I was at college, um, but I only put leaflets into houses that didn't have dogs and didn't have children. So I needed to look in the windows uh, beforehand and see so that I didn't have to clean houses that were really messy. So, uh, but that also got me through college. So that was good, but I loved business. I loved everything. I loved everything about it. My dad was a great guy in business and a really is still a great mentor to me. Um, and, uh, and I thought business was going to be what my life was all about. I, I went from college into EY, who you'll know, um, to do accounting and, and become an accountant. But I did a U-turn out of there because, you know, I was in there. I thought this is just going to take me way too long. So I did a U-turn and went back to work for the university for a while. But Ireland at the time, this was in the 1990s, and Ireland at the time started to really heat up, you know, in terms of the economy. We started to get really good. It's, we started to make a lot of money within our economy. Uh, and everybody was talking about money. And everybody around me that was to do with business was talking about money. And I thought, oh, you know, I thought business had a purpose more than money. And so I, I decided that I would leave business and I headed out with one of our Irish aid agencies and I applied to be a volunteer when I was 25. So I applied and just thought maybe maybe the business world is not for me and um, maybe I need to just leave it and go and check out the, the charity world. And that's what what I did. 
I was posted. So I went from my living with my parents at home here to uh, being sent to the Rwandan border. It's where the little red circle is there in, in Africa. So I was sent to the Rwandan border. You might remember there was genocide in Rwanda, absolutely horrendous genocide in the 1990s. And I was sent to the um, refugee camps uh, that were just on the border with Tanzania. This here, next photo looks like a car park that's here, but this is actually flying over one of the refugee camps. So we had five refugee camps in Concern Worldwide with over 100,000 people uh, in these camps that were um, basically would, would walk all their way, having had atrocious and tragic situations happen to them. Um, they get to the border where we were, we'd hand them four poles and a plastic sheet and they would set up home. Uh, so that's what you're looking at there. You're looking at the four poles and plastic sheets uh, that do look like cars in a car park, but that's what became the refugee camp. So I went from a very sort of nice situation in Ireland to all of a sudden uh, being la landed in these refugee camps. Now, the good thing is, is I suppose if there is a good thing, the good thing is, is that we were allowed to set up an education program. So we started education for the uh, primary school students, not for secondary school students. We weren't allowed by the government set up for secondary school, but we were for primary school students. And this for me, I suppose, is where I was put in charge of the education project. Uh, I could speak French as well as English. And um, in Rwanda, they were speaking French, of course. And so, and Rwandan. But um, the it really, this whole experience, not only did it show me how amazingly lucky I was to have been born in Ireland, which is a birth lottery, you know, where, where you're born, that bit, but also it, really showed me the power of education and how living in a refugee camp where you have nothing but the clothes on your back and something even sometimes even that can be stolen off you your education is the only thing that can't be stolen so you know by us being able to educate a little bit we couldn't steal anything that couldn't be stolen out of their heads once they had it so I absolutely am 100% fell in love with what education could do um, for me and for other people. I had totally taken for granted the school I'd gone to, the college I'd gone to, the masters I'd done. Um, like I'd just totally taken it for granted before that. So it was a really good learning for me in many, many ways. So I came back from Concern. I was 27. I came back from Africa and I decided to start my own business. And the one on the left there, the Entrepreneurs Academy, is a business that I started. Um, when I was 27, it's a training company to help people to start their own business. So it was really a practical training, practical tools for people to start their own business. Around the same time, I also set up a consultancy company to help universities get top international accreditation. And those two businesses still exist. They're nearly 25 years old. Next year, they will be 25 years old. So I was really all about business. But about five years ago, I decided, you know, it was it was time for me to do something else. I was doing a lot of leadership training, being invited in to do leadership training in the big corporates. Um, and it kind of bothered me a little bit that the leadership work that I was doing, I sort of felt I should be doing it in schools and I should be doing it in our not-for-profits and I should be doing it in our charities and so on. So I decided to step out of my two businesses. Um, one of my managers became CEO um, and I set up Lift Ireland. And 
So, you know, this was a big thing. It's a, it's a, it, I, I decided to work voluntary for Lyft for two and a half years, and it has a very big goal and vision that I'll fill you in on in just one minute. But you might say, look, why did you actually decide to set up an organization, you know, which is all about leadership? Because that's what Lyft is all about. It's about raising the level of leadership in our country. And it's really very simple for me. This is the reason why. All problems, big and small, all of them are caused by human behavior or almost all of them, you know, are caused by human behavior, whether that's at our kitchen table, in our classrooms, in our clubhouses and in our workplaces. It, all problems are caused by human behavior. It causes stress, loneliness, disengagement, ineffective organizational cultures. And at its very worst, it causes scandals and unethical behavior. And for me in Ireland, you know, Ireland is a country I absolutely love, love, love my country. But we have seen scandals and unethical behaviour across every single sector of society, from education to sports to um, government to business, the finance sector to church to across. There isn't a sector that is untouched by some kind of poor human behaviour. And as I think about this a number of years ago, you know, it really bothered me because I sort of think, hang on, Ireland, you know, we have so much in comparison with, say, for example, being on the Rwandan border after a genocide. Um, you know, we have so much. We have good education. We have good healthcare, and all these other things. So what, what's happening here that we're um, that we're not you, you know, that, that that we still have this, you know, poor behavior happening, wouldn't we think we'd know better? Um, so I chatted to a lot of people and a lot of CEOs at the time, and, I, and, and I'd get two answers. When I would bring this up in conversation, I'd get the first answer would be, ah, Joanne, we're not really that bad. You know, we're not that bad, really. And you know, and, and the second thing is, sure, what can we actually do about it? And in response to the first thing, we're not that bad. That's absolutely true. We're not that bad. Ireland is an amazing country. And if you haven't come yet, you have to come. I mean, we we it's very it's safe here. It's the weather isn't that great. But apart from that, it's pretty good. But, you know, we, we have a really good country here, but we're good with a small G and we could be good with a big G. You know, so when we really look back at ourselves, we need to have the maturity to say, actually, let's face it, guys, we have it pretty good here and we could be better. So that was the first thing in my response to people that said, oh, we're not that bad. And the second thing, my response to people that said, sure, what can we do about it? Well, that is what actually became Lift Ireland. So we decided to set up Lift in 2018 and our and our vision in Lift is to create positive change both in Ireland and by Ireland. So Tom, you're the by Ireland bit. So my link with you now is bringing and spreading the word to people outside of Ireland, which is great. But our vision is to create positive change. That's what we're all about. Our mission is one that we have stayed consistent with with the beginning. We set a really big goal for ourselves and our mission is to transform Irish society by enabling the development of leaders of character. We have a 10 year goal to reach 10% of the Irish population in 10 years. I'll be 58 when we're finished this. I started at a 48 uh, and we are running through the years at the moment. We're just finished forward, coming to the end of four, year four. But our goal is to reach 10% of the population with a really simple eight part leadership group learning process that create, will create a lip, ripple effect of impact and change. That all sounds very wordy. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into that in more. And if I don't, 
we you need to ask me some questions so that we can really nail down exactly what it is that we're doing. So that's our mission. So what actually is LIFT? So LIFT is, stands for Leading Ireland's Future Together. We're looking at lifting the leadership in the whole country. And we have a process that uses a facilitator-guided roundtable with self-reflection focusing on eight key leadership values that have been chosen by the people of Ireland. So we basically went out to the people of Ireland and we said, we want to raise the level of leadership in this whole country. So what do we do to raise the level of leadership? Well, first thing is, is that it was important that I didn't say, well, here's where we need to improve, because that's not my business to do it. So we actually went out to the people of Ireland and we got research done uh, to ask, well, if you're going, if we're going to lead better in this country, what do we need to get better at? And Ireland said, well, we need more listening and we need more positive attitude. We need more competence. We need more honesty and integrity. They're two different things. We need more dedication and determination. We need more respect. I mean, think about that in your country, in your state, in my country. You know, imagine if we had a country where people not only knew they were respected, but actually felt respected, every single person. Well, we certainly, it's not that people are very disrespectful or anything, but we would have a different country. So, uh, you know, respect is, is, is really important. We Ireland said we need more empathy and understanding and we need more accountability. That's a big one for us, is holding ourselves accountable. We're pretty good at that, but holding other people accountable and being able to do it and not being cruel about it and, you know, absolutely killing the person, but doing it in a kind and respectful way. So they were the eight areas that Ireland said, look, this is what we really need to look at. Now, we've added in since those eight, we do this research every year, but we've added in since those eight, some others that have started to come up high. Ireland is saying, well, fairness, fairness is really important. We need to see fairness in, in, in our society, in our businesses, across all our different institutions. Embracing difference, obviously, diversity and inclusion, that's important. Resilience, that one came up during covid uh, the research was showing we need more resilience. Sometimes it's hard to get out of bed in the morning. Uh, you know, it can be it can be things like that, or it can be resilience to take on a massive big um, task or project or whatever it might be. Cyber positivity is one that we've coined ourselves, uh, which is we're using particularly in the schools, which is for the school students to be stopping and reflecting on their behavior online in the last 24 to 48 hours, how have they been behaving online and what do they need to do to leave themselves a little bit better and sustainability and more. So we've added more in, but the core eight that are core to Ireland are the ones that we've stayed consistent on the whole way through. So how does it actually work? So a person, an individual trains to become a lift facilitator. Now we can train a hundred people, we could train a thousand people, we can train, you know, 30 people. So in a school, for example, we show videos that train the students to become uh, facilitators with teachers and with principals and with staff. We spend a half day or about six hours with them to train them to become a lift facilitator. Then that person holds a round table. It's a small group that lasts about 40, 35 to 45 minutes with three to five other people. So it's a really small session. And each week the group reflect on one of those leadership values. So the first week they look at listening, then positive attitude and so on, and they become better. We put them through a five-step process uh, as they're reflecting on the values, 
and they become better. That's what happens. Behavior change happens. So it's helping individuals to reflect on themselves, their own attitudes, behaviors, and decisions so they can improve and lift and lead their families, their schools, their workplaces, and communities. So we're looking really at human behavior and how do we actually change it. Now, just before I show you this video that I'm going to show you on, um, on Lyft, the thing about it is, is that, and Tom, and I'm sure you've covered this loads of times, but it's worth saying again, behavior change is really hard. It's really, really hard. If it was easy, I would drink two liters of water a day. I'd exercise all the time and I'd eat loads of green vegetables because I know those things are really important for me. But behavior change is hard. So uh, what Lyft does is Lyft helps us to change our behavior in a really easy way. It's a bit like going to the gym to strengthen your, your, your muscles and your behavior. But let me show you a video of um, the very first school that started with Lyft. Um, and you can have a look at it here. It's about six minutes long. So let me show you this. Because it is students being trained up as young leaders and then peer training up other students in this school, it's a lovely model. Within the school community, the LIFT program is it's working with our students. So we, as school, we're delivering to our TY and our secondary students. We're also working with our teachers who are leaders in the school as well. So they're also trained up to be leaders and they work with other colleagues as leaders. But also our parents are trained as leaders as well and they are running as leaders locally as well in the actual uh, community. It's nice to have a program that cuts across all three. So all three groups are all doing the same program. They're all talking about the same concepts of leadership and they're all equal. They're all, everything's valued, be it a student, a teacher, a parent, a very nice thing to see in school. So that idea that we can talk about the same thing is very unique for us in terms of school. What I like most about the Lift program is that it allowed, it really allowed our students, particularly our TY students, um, to step up within the school community. It allowed them to use their own voice and become leaders. But what I particularly li I liked about it was the relationship it built between the second years and the transition years. Um, there was a trust that was formed. Um, you know, they, they second years really learned from the TYs by their fantastic behaviour. They kind of they modelled really positive behaviour and they modeled a lot of the values um, in their everyday interactions with them in the corridors so it had a bigger impact not just on what happened in the actual at the round table we could see it in the corridors we could see it outside um, you know at lunchtime um, and it really really had a positive influence on the school community what i like most about the lift program is that it only takes 30 minutes a week and it's a time for me to self-reflect on myself um, and my positive thinking. It creates such a positive attitude to ev for everyone towards everything. It affects everyone's life greatly. It just gives us such a good chance to personally develop as people, students and as friends as well. Uh, what I like most is the positivity that everybody has gone through it. It's very 
nice atmosphere and everybody is very kind and helpful to each other. It helps or allows us as young people to help other young people to develop their leadership skills. Leadership is important for young people to be part of and to learn about positivity and respect. I think I like the most that there's no teachers because having no teachers means that like it's a different learning environment from what we're used to and that means that like we can talk to each other and really get to know each other while we do it which is really important. It's really personal so you get to know the people that you're going to school with because it's questions you wouldn't normally talk about but you get to hear about them and you learn a lot from people. The students benefit most from it and I just think that it makes a big impact on their lives as much as it does on everyone else's. The first uh, student that I was trained by was um, Jeff, who was in the initial programme. And I was at a round table with Jeff and I was completely in awe of his professionalism as he conducted the, the round table. I literally was, wow. Um, and then when we ran it with my second year group, again, I watched all of the different groups being operated by the, the senior leaders. and the younger students looking up to them and listening. And again, I stood back with just huge pride and thought, this is just amazing. So that, I mean, I have to say, it's just a, a pure surge of positivity and a really good feeling. The way I talk to people, I have seen a difference. The way I approach conversations, I always want to gain something out of it that I never was there before. I always take my time having conversations with everyone, listen to their point of view, and I, 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 st I feel like I'm calmer now. I have noticed that like, I listen more to people and I notice when I'm not listening to people properly or I notice if I'm not being as positive as I usually am and stuff like that from, yeah. I feel like I have been able to like, speak more like before I was kind of a quiet person, but now I kind of like to take charge in a lot of things. I've noticed that I myself have become more confident since doing it and I think that's really good, so that's all. We're more open to talk about problems that we're having ourselves and like, I think the topics that we discussed help us to be more close. I've noticed in myself that I'm a lot more positive. I'm much more positive outlook on things, especially like with school and homework. Yeah, I've been a lot more uh, open to people and being able to talk to people more so easily and uh, being able to help people through situations I wouldn't have been able to help with before. I would definitely like Lyft to continue in my school um, because it's just spreading positive attitude and especially with social media nowadays, there's a lot of negativity. So I think we should be pushing more positive thinking. I'm very proud um, to be the first school involved in Lyft. And I think it's because it's such a fantastic program as well. And um, we really believe in it. Um, it fits very well in, very, very well in the very ethos of our school, um, which is respect for all. And I know that's one of the values. So yeah, we're very proud. And particularly, I suppose, when we see our students going to um, some of the ceremonies and they're standing up or they're, they're you know, doing round tables with CEOs of major companies, um, you can really see that they have embodied the actual values and that they really believe and um, they, they definitely have, have shown their actual leadership skills and they've shown that it has had a serious impact on their life.
that, that'll give you a little bit of an idea of what it was like with our very first school. I'll tell you, show you now progress of where we are to date. Um, let me see where we're at. Okay. So this is our progress. We now have, uh, we're four years up and running. We've got tw uh, about 37% of Ireland schools are now doing lift. We're also in the third level institutions. So we've got six of our third level institutions and colleges that are doing lift. We've 120 organizations, including our electricity provider, our main mobile phone provider, um, and many other organizations that are involved, big and small, are, 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 all our banks are doing lift now. Um, the organization that trains the banks are doing lift. So yeah, there's a lot of really, really great big and small organizations that are doing it. Um, we've trained a lot of people. We've 50,000 people now that have been doing round tables. We've assembled a team. There are just seven of us, but we're able to scale pretty quickly uh, with those seven, which is great. And we've raised about 1.5 million uh, in funding. So we started out four years ago. And as Tom said, I just decided we were going to do something about it. And we started four years ago and, um, and really it was one it was me on my own until I cajoled a couple of people to come in and do it with me um and then then just it was a matter of going to one school getting them involved we didn't go near the department of education because it would just have been too slow um it's funny because now actually the department has asked to meet with me about what we're doing uh which is great um but if we if we tried to go that way it would have just been too slow so we went to one school and school starts to talk to other schools about it and the principals got to start to talk to each other and we've just kept really firm on, a, on our goal that it's important to have positive and ethical leadership through values and that's really what we're doing <laughs> so um the let me see impact wise i'll show you a couple of other things environmentally what it does is it develops a greater understanding of our sustainability issues increases awareness of personal responsibility which is really important and it changes behavior on the social side, this is important for schools too. It's increasing adolescent well-being scores. We have a lot of statistics, a lot of uh, data and research that has been done on Lyft that is showing that well-being is increasing in students that are doing Lyft, and it's statistically significant results are what being shown after just doing eight of these thirty to forty-five minute roundtables. It's improving adolescent personal perceptions of control, um, developing their confidence, their resilience, their maturity. It's really, really what it's doing as well is it's giving them a language around things like respect and integrity and empathy and so on that words that we tend to throw around but may not always understand governance it's really important for us it's it's developing an ethical approach to decision decision making improving transparency in the country that's really important the more people we get to do this the more we'll be able to call each other out in a, in a good way and also really insist on good values throughout the the country and in school and community, it's reducing loneliness and isolation. It really connects people. I've had parents that have called me to say that they're, you know, um, that their children are on were on suicide watch or were involved in uh, suicide watch and things like this. And um, and that by doing the lift roundtables 
in a round table with with Stu, with everybody, you're not allowed to comment on what anybody else says at all. So it becomes a very safe space and everybody gets equal voice in the round table. That's part of the training that we, we do with people. So it means that students under, they can hear that other people are going through the same issues that they're going through. So um, it's, it, it's a really positive experience in that way. Now that's the same for students as it is for, for adults. Um, and I'll show you some of the responses of what adults have said about it also. It improves the classroom environment, it builds value-based communities. And, you know, really, we I don't know if you talk about this here, but in staff classrooms, we often have those teachers that hide behind their newspapers. I don't know if you describe it like that, but that's how we describe it. Teachers that describe behind their newspapers and they're getting curious about what it is that the other teachers in staff rooms are doing. So it is really helping with morale um, and, and building and increasing trust because there is a, a level of vulnerability um, involved in the groups of being vulnerable, but it's done in a very safe way. It also can help really help everyone to better understand their school vision or their organizational vision and reflect on and live your value. So if you've got a value of, and it may be something different to R8 um, in Lyft, but it may be bravery or, or courage or something like that, um, what we do is, is that we, we help the organization to take their values off the walls and to put them into roundtables so that they can really live them. We're witnessing real change with this and we're working with the universities to measure the impact on this. In the top left-hand corner there, that's the adult population. That would include teachers and principals that are in there, but 97% of adults are improving their understanding of what good leadership is. That it's not about fast car, lots of money or anything like that. It's about who you are on the inside. That's what good leadership is. And 83% of adults are experiencing real positive change in how they lead. And we, it's not that people are just taking a box to say yes I'm changing they're giving us examples of where they are changing and that's what's really important on the top right hand corner then that's the uh, research that we've been doing on those engaged with Lyft long term with nearly 100% of them saying that Lyft has had a meaningful impact over the long term 70% are saying I already know that this impact is a lasting one but 25% are saying we're not sure yet and 5% saying no I don't think it's lasting so 75 70% is good enough for me when I was giving up my job uh, to to start lift I thought if I guess somewhere between 15 and 30% that'll be good enough so to be up at 70% it's brilliant our university students again similarly they're saying that look this is making a, a difference to how uh, I'll think and act in the future and they are seeing examples of positive change and in our schools also the secondary school students are we're changing the narrative in the country on what good leadership is that it's about character it's about it's about values it's about um it's about uh it's about strong character that we want we want to follow leaders that are leading in a way that have got integrity that have got um honesty and integrity that have got respect for themselves as well as for other people that are uniting people and not dividing people and that's what really good leadership is and that's what this is about um, so this is what some of the adults then are saying about Lyft. Excuse me a minute while I move all everybody's faces out of the way. So Lyft impact uh, in this is what they're saying. These are just a sample. We have thousands of these examples. Uh, but let me just give you a few that, that one of the team just picked off a list. So I've learned to accept my mistakes and learn from them. Uh, I'm more mindful of people and what others might be going through at any given time. I'm now taking more responsibility 
for my decisions and my or my actions and owning up to my mistakes. I try as much as possible to work towards excellence and I've become a better person. I'm more empathetic and I've improved my listening skills. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are actually because of Lyft now stopping and really thinking about things. Young people are saying Lyft has made me a better person. After reading and thinking about the weekly topics, it's been on my mind how I act and if I'm being the best version of myself be more positive over the last few weeks and have expressed my feelings more I'll be more myself rather than trying to be someone else in front of my friends I've tried to be more positive and start coming to school more often and I've become more honest with people and they're starting to trust me more so these are the sam samples just of things that students are saying anonymously after going through Lyft so what we're about is really about strengthening Ireland's future leaders as well as our current leaders. It's interesting when we started Lyft in the first place, um, everybody kept saying to me, you've got to do this with our young people. You must do it with our young people. But the thing about it is, is that we as adults are modeling this to our young people. So we started off with the adults uh, and it was really important that we started off in organizations with teachers, with principals, and, and then moved to young people after that. And that, that's the way we decided to do it. But it, in Ireland, what's going to happen is, is that students had been doing it at age 16 and they had been going in and doing roundtables then with the 14 year olds. But from this month, from last month, September, students are now doing it age 12 to age 18, all through our, what we call secondary school. It's like your high school, but they're doing it every year. So we have a sample of schools doing it every year to see how that goes this year. Um, so that they would, will build their leadership muscle every year through school. They'll go on to third level or college or wherever they go on to next, and they will do it again in, in university, and then they'll do it again when they go into their workplaces or whatever they decide to do. So by continuously doing these roundtables, we'll strengthen the leadership muscle of our nation, which is what we're all about. These are the eight that we have for the nation. And thank you very much. I have uh, gone through a whistle-stop tour of, of Lyft and what it's all about, but let me just hand over to you and ask, let you ask some questions and let's just chat. I love it. Oh, uh, you just, I've got lots of questions, but um, folks can either put them in the chat, but I was just really, you know, writing down because I just like the framework that we've got. I've identified a problem, right? And part of that problem is you realized, hmm, I'm really living out my purpose here. I mean, I know I'm doing good things, but can I do more? And then create a vision of what that, you know, it could be. And I just love that you went to the people, right? And I just kind of wrote in my notes, hey, yeah, like a climate survey in your school or in your organization, how are people feeling? Like, what's the current reality? And, and let them tell you what they think the problems are instead of this top down, like, well, this is what we're telling you the problems are, or this is what the solution is. Um, and then you set your goals, right? You had created a plan. Now I'm, you know, super curious, where did the round table, like, have you ever been part of a round table? And I'll be honest, the first round table I was a part of, I was 29 years old. And I know this isn't the best example, but you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a recovering addict. And it was in a round table conversation through this little yellow book that talked about words like honesty and humility. And at almost 30 years old, I never had conversations about that, I don't think, except, you know, maybe we'll, you know, you know, when I was in elementary school. Uh, but it really got me thinking about, yeah, that's the first steps of transformation is to actually have a conversation and define what we want, right? And what we see these words, what does honesty mean in our organization? What are really our core values more than just words on paper? So how, how did you kind of move into that like idea, right? Of, of yeah, this is going so, to be the strategy. Yep. 
Yes, so that, that's a good question. So I had decided that we were going to lift Ireland. I had decided that in March 2017 and decided we were going to launch it in 2018. And I thought what we were going to do was run training programs and masterminds and things like that all over the country. But I uh, ended up going uh, with John Maxwell to Paraguay. About 45 of us went to Paraguay uh, that September. And I saw them using a roundtable process there. Um, and uh, I, I went to the originators uh, at the time, John Maxwell, he, he would go to a, mostly a third world country and help out a third world country to help them out. Um, so he, I went to the originators of the process um, and I asked them, I said, look, I want to do this in my country. We don't need anybody else to help us. You know, we're pretty well educated here. We know what we're doing. Uh, so we uh, they gave me permission to use the process. And I, so it's a five-step process. And the process is, is that you first, you read an article, it's two-page article uh, about listening or about respect or about positive attitude. And then the second stage is that you pull out one sentence that really resonates with you. And then you go through a small self-evaluation uh, process, which is, you know, okay, in the last 24 hours, how good have I been at this? So you're looking for where you've been good, but you're also looking for creases in your behavior. Now, the real genius of it is that it's just 24 hours because I can be a zero at listening in 24 hours. It doesn't make me a bad person. It just means I just obviously was too busy. and wasn't paying attention enough. So and also with, with something like, say, respect, nobody wants to think of themselves as being disrespectful. But yet we all do it. We, you know, we might cut across somebody. So somebody might roll their eyes. We might be in a meeting and acknowledge one person and not acknowledge another one in the same way and you know respect starts to feel like it's dropping and then trust crumbles and all these other things happen so in the process you rate yourself just for the last 24 hours um, and then you you know you you also think of somebody that you know that is really good at this so you're positioning in your head somebody who's really modeling it so I saw this process in Paraguay we went to the originators of it and asked them could I use it and then we then developed our own materials for Ireland because it was really important to us that this was Ireland doing this and that we were doing it and it was fit for a purpose for Ireland that it wasn't coming from another country um you know so that was important so we we did take one or two of their articles at the beginning but now we write all our own uh for it but that's where I saw it so so I thought it was training programs and masterminds but when I went to Paraguay by the time I had landed uh, on the plane home from Paraguay I'd mapped out exactly what we were going to do I knew we were going to do it that way I love it so if you didn't catch this, everybody, the how changed, right? It's fall in love, marry the mission, you date the plan. The plan originally is, oh, we're going to do mastermind groups. Oh, no, we're going to do this idea because this idea works. And, you know, I, I'm trying to think, because I went to Paraguay too, but I don't know if we went to the same to the same time. Um, I'll have to look at my dates and maybe you're in one of, you know, uh, one of the pictures I took. But that was it, That was a transformational trip. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I think another thing as well was that in, in the hotel in Paraguay, uh, there was a big map of the world on the wall and uh, it was made out of steel and Ireland had been left off the map. And I, and I was sort of there going, you've got to be joking. You know, I, I was only two Europeans on the trip and I was thinking, how did you leave our whole country off the map? And I remember contacting my team in Ireland and going, look, they left it off the map. My team started sending me sort of chanting texts going, get Ireland back on that map. <laughs> 
So I drew a picture of Ireland, put it on the map. And I think that probably nearly was a, a sign to me that actually I have to do something in Ireland. But absolutely, I fell in love with the vision, but the how completely changed because I actually thought, Tom, that I was going to run lift through the Entrepreneurs Academy. That we were going to do training and, and everything through the Entrepreneurs Academy, but then had to turn around to the Entrepreneurs Academy and say, not only are we not doing that, but I'm off. You know, <laughs> I'm actually going to set up this not-for-profit completely separate. And I needed to separate myself from that company so that it didn't look like I was setting up Lyft to benefit the company, uh, which wouldn't have been ethical to do. So um, yeah, so yeah, it did change. So everybody here who's a school leader, they have core values at their school, right? So, but what I, what, you know, you and I had talked about is that there's an opportunity that we could actually learn from your team on how to do these roundtables. That's so, um, cause I, cause I'm going to be the first one to sign our team up. So what, so what, so what's an opportunity we have to actually take the core values of what we've got and how can you help us create, um, transformation? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, Tom. Uh, so we, we would love, if you would like, if your group would like, we will take you in groups of five and we will do a round table with you so that you can experience it. So it's the, you know, 45 minutes. If it's online, it's about 45 minutes. If it's face-to-face, it's 35 minutes. So 45 minutes, and we will take you all through a roundtable so you can experience it yourselves. Because I actually think as a, as a group, as you are, it would really benefit you all to go through the roundtables. You'll build trust. You'll strengthen your own leadership. You'll, uh, it'll increase community. It's just so, so, so beneficial in a really simple way. So uh, yeah, we'd be happy to do that. So we could take you through one. And if you want to continue, we'll take you through a whole set of them. You could choose the ones that are relevant to your group because the ones that are for our country, look, they're pretty standard. I imagine that there's the same for the US in respect and integrity and positive right. attitude, all these great things, but you guys can choose. Yeah, so there's an opportunity. So so they can just email you. Is that the next step? Is that the next easiest step? I put your email address or they can go through me or... Yeah, I think probably better if they go through you and you just pick up how many people you have and it, it gotcha. will take them tools of four and five and we'll just get this set up for you. I love it. it and then we're going to make a donation to uh, Lift Ireland to make that happen. So so I'll you know send out some info about how everybody can do that. So whether you're listening live, right, or on the recording, because we're going to put you on our podcast and our YouTube page. And isn't it amazing? We had someone from, I hope I say it right, Kildare. They were in the Zoom. Did you see them? Yeah, I was, didn't. Yeah. I so, didn't. yep. They just had to drop off, but there's a note in the chat there. She said she's going to hear. She said that, you know, they're going to reach out to you. So Nemea, I think I'm not sure uh, if that's the right no, way to say it. Yeah, it's really cool. N-I-A-M is Neve. Neve, yeah, excellent. I saw the Irish name coming in all right. I was thinking that, I, but I just assumed they were in the U.S. That's fantastic. I'm in Kildare as well. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, so, you know, here we go. They had to go through the virtual cycle to get to you and they're in the same town. So, so that's, so that'd be a great opportunity. So, um, so I'll reach out to everybody or you can just email me in the subject line and just put Lift Ireland in there or values roundtable, and I'll make sure that we organize that. And maybe we could do something every, you know, even every couple of months and have it an ongoing, you know, a training where, you know, we could do that. And then, we're all going to come to Ireland, I think, is because uh, Joanne's already like asked me nine times, and I've told my wife we are going. Uh, I said, well, it'll be a business fun trip. We are, we, you know, maybe we can do some transfer transformation roundtables there in Ireland and see the amazing setting. So, 
you know, yeah. Joanne, I, I'm just really, I'm just really appreciative of you to take this time. I know it's, you know, it's evening there and, um, and uh, you have made a big impact on me. You've made me rethink a lot of the stuff that we're doing. Uh, and I'm just really blessed to have, you know, someone who has a really giant picture type, you know, vision there that I can uh, learn from. And uh, I'm just, you know, when I think about our charter schools here, our, our like independent schools or, or even our school, you know, systems, like sometimes we think like, I'm just, there's just no way I'm going to be able to do this, but you have to think big and just start small, right? And it could just be one table, right? You could just start one table in your building and that one table can, you know, create this massive impact. It's the law of multiplication. It's just the, yeah. those five people go out and impact five more people. And then those, then now you're up to 25 and then you got 25 more and it's 125. I mean, that's really where it comes from. And that's how you're moving from 0% to 10% now to 37%. And that's all it is. And the word of mouth is going to what, you know, makes it happen, everybody. So you got to start there. So don't think that it's too big. It's, it's, it's not too big. If you thought about it, it can occur. It's just a matter of, okay, well, what's my, what's my first step? And yeah. having a conversation around, you know, values is, is that first step. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. For sure. Thanks. Thanks again, everybody. Let's, you know, uh, thank Joanne for her time and, and uh, feel free to email her and, you know, reach out. And um, yeah, so Sarah's got a lunch duty, the perfect place, the perfect place to start having roundtable co conversations might be, might be during a lunch duty. So thanks again, everybody. Love you all. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks again, Joanne. Wow, everybody. Wasn't that an incredible session? Um, I couldn't be more proud of uh, Joanne and what her team are doing and, and the challenge that they're taking on but I know you're taking on big challenges too. So uh, to take advantage of uh, Joanne's opportunity, I'm gonna put a link uh, in the comments for you to be able to apply to be part of the transformational uh, leadership uh, training uh, program. And um, also, or you can just email me at tom at lbleaders.com. I'll get you on the list uh, to be part of the roundtable training that uh, Joanne's gonna do for our team. So go ahead and you can click the link uh, and let us know um, what your core values are and, um, and, and, and what goals you have. And also, I'm going to send you our core values uh, training program. So if you don't have core values set of your school, I'm going to give you an exercise so you can start that process uh, today. So go ahead and click the link uh, right there in the um, description for this uh, podcast. Thanks for being a listener. Make sure you share. And if you're not a subscriber, please do that now. And if this added value, share it out. Uh, like and be sure in the comments let us know uh, whether we're doing a good job or not or what you would like us to uh, focus other podcasts on thanks for making it thanks for making a difference everybody bye-bye